America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Back in the morning hookup. Uh, ironically enough, we've been talking about the portal, right? Uh, sources are now saying Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker is now, it will be announced as the next NCAA president succeeding Mark Emmer. And the tweets are phenomenal. The common tweet was, wow, small shoes to fill here. Nah, <laughs> true. Oh, my gosh. And Justin's out there. He said he's got to go try and dig up his club wear. Out of storage. No need. No need. <laughs> Very foreign. I love this so much. And it says, sweet. Casual. Frost finally made a bowl game. Finally made a bowl game. <laughs> the U.S. Army Bowl. Oh, my gosh. Yep. All right. I'm having yeah. such a good time. It's going to keep rolling now because we've got the Mac. The Mac is back. T, what's up? T. What's up, Bill? What's up, Will? Uh, hey, Bill, I'm just telling Will, man, it's getting a little nippy. Only high 57 here, but man, we still got just... blue skies, man. But it's, man, it's a little chill. I got the heat on, man. I finally broke down. Hang, up the, the heat on. hang up the phone on T now. I'm talking about 57. <laughs> you know what it is here right now? I know you just got to, uh, you were here, but, man, it is 25. Feels like 11. We're headed to 31 today. Oh, no, I don't miss that one iota. And Will said, it, is it snowing? And there's, I, can, I can see there's little flakes falling out there, Hooks. Man, I'm out of this place. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, I tell my wife every year about this time, every year that I sit here and tell, and I say this, I mean, it's been, I've been here since 01. I said, honey, I really love you. Oh. To be here with you in this weather, Just, I don't have to tell you no more. The rest of the time we're together. But I love you. That's why I'm still here. <laughs> the, the sacrifice of men. <laughs> it's real. Men it's real. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. It's absolutely. Real. T, man, how hey, is but, it? But, 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 you, but you're in God's country, man. You're in Lincoln, Nebraska, man. So you're good, man. I am. I am. There's only one A and one B for me. It'd be here in Lincoln, Nebraska, or I could be in Chapel Hill. Oh. <laughs> Boring. One A, one B. Well, well, I don't know if you want to be in Chapel Hill right now, man. They're kind of struggling. That's all right. Bit, they so. got, they got, I got back to backs right now. We're going, we're going to get rolling. I'm, a, um, I'm getting a chance to go see them on an impromptu trip. Uh, oh, I haven't been back home in 15 years. Wow. No way. 15 years, man. Uh, maybe 12, 12 to 15 years. I've not been back home, and my, my family's visited out here, <laughs> but um, I'm taking my kid as he turns 12 on Wednesday, and. It has now worked out that I will be, it's like a 36-hour trip. Oh, my God. Going back home. But I'm going to see the Hills play Wednesday night in Charlotte against Michigan. Ooh. Nice. Hey, <laughs> nice game to get back home for. Uh, I can't believe you haven't been back home for 12 to 15 years. That goes to show you what Nebraska does to you. It does. It just <laughs> keeps you around, and you start businesses, and you work, and then you start having kids. And, yeah, man, I, I wouldn't want to be at other place in my life. My wife has talked about, like, when we get older, 
do you want to like, where do you want to live? And I said, Lincoln, Nebraska. <laughs> yes. Hey, I love coming coming there to visit, man, but I just that cold weather I can't deal with no yeah, more. I know, just... man. I'm, hey, how was the trip, man? I know we got to uh, we got to hook up and see each other and hang out. And, dude, I, I know you're going to tell us about your trip, man, but I can't thank you enough. Uh, my kid had the best time hanging out with you. Oh, yeah. We had uh, – T was down there, and he had two tickets, and – uh, unfortunately, yeah, one of his he couldn't find somebody to go with him. Somebody backed out and stuff. And we'll talk bad about him if you want to on the air. That's fine. Can't. Yep. There you go. And I had. And I had. I had our tickets and I had both boys with me. And he's like, at the end, he's like, you know, he asked Ty, "You want to come sit down there?" And they got to sit down there, and it was, he had the best time. And he was like, "This was intense." He stood like you guys stood up a lot. We were watching. Oh, you yeah. never sat down. Um, you were around some players' parents that I think maybe somebody had to hold their tongue a little bit because it was a bad <laughs> shooting night for somebody. He got to walk the floor. He talked about going to the tunnel. He got to meet athletic director Trev Alberts. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't oh, thank yeah. you enough, man. He talks about it a lot. Hey, well, well, Bill, man, what a basketball IQ oh, Ty has. He does. <laughs> oh, it's my funny enough, it, Funny enough, he studies all this stuff, but he doesn't play. He shoots in the in the driveway, but mm-hmm. he loves it. I love sitting there talking to him. I mean, it was just, you know, just talking about the game and my, you know, a couple times a little frustrated with a, you know, with a, you know, with a player parents was around and I kind of looked around and I said, <laughs> I said, I better keep my, cause they kept looking back at me and I'm like, I don't know who these parents are, but I better keep my mouth shut. But, uh, <laughs> but, you, but, you, but you know, during the game, you're intense. Man, they're going, and, and what a game. I mean, that Purdue game, I mean, you know, normally with the statistics that I that we have, where we had nine only nine turnovers, and I've always said ten over ten turn, turnovers or less, we win the game. Um, uh, then we had a, what eleven assists. We called twelve turnovers. Uh, we beat them in almost every statistical category, with the exception of the win. And and of course, Purdue is number one now. So think about it. I mean, we played against the number one team in the country, had them beat, had them on the ropes. And I'm not going to throw the refs, refs under the bus, but but I am. And, you know, you have to let the players dictate the outcome of the game, especially when you're out of position to make a call. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, way, you know, out so, way out of position. Way out of position. And I, I know y'all talked about it already probably, mm-hmm. but come on, man. But come on. I mean, that's just, you know, that's just referee one-on-one. Let the players dictate the outcome of the game, and uh, and Purdue was rattled. I, I mean, they have not been in the game like that all year, and I've always said, you know, since the start of the season, that they're the best best team I've seen in college basketball at this point. And for Nebraska to play them go toe to toe with them with that defensive intensity, um, I'm just if we continue playing like that, uh, we're going to make some noise in this Big Ten conference. So I'm looking forward to it. Even though we got K State kind of on a neutral court, what Kansas City would pretty close to uh, Manhattan, uh, Kansas. Oh, yeah. So. We'll see what happens there, and they're tough, you know. So I talked to Nate, one of the assistant coaches, and he was saying, you know, they got a really, really good point guard, and and their three man is pretty good. I think it was that transfer from Florida that had that fall last year. Um, oh, I can't think of his name, but he remember he had that terrible fall from yep, Florida. Yep, yep, he's, uh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, and he's the leading scorer, averaging like seventeen. They got two six ten uh, big guys in the middle. I mean, so they got size and. Uh, and guys who can got the ability to score, and also Nate also said that Queens is not a pushover. 
you know, they've beaten Marshall and a couple uh, other. Uh, this is their first year in Division One, so um, and they're making noise already. So the next two games before conference play, you know, the, you know, I, you know, even though we've already played Indiana and Purdue, is uh, it's not going to be cakewalks. We're talking to T. Buchanan. Yeah, T. That Purdue game, uh, it was it was awesome. I was at the game with my dad. You know, good crowd. It was the loudest that place has been, and maybe uh, no sit Sunday. I mean, well, no, not that far. But mm. you go back to last season; it was definitely louder than any game last season. Uh, but T, you talk about the defense. What has changed? You know, compared to what Doc was running here, and now we have Adam Howard here, who's doing a great job. What are you seeing from that defense, and why is it keeping us in games? Well, you know, I want, I'm not even going to say it's Coach Howard; it's the players. Um, you know, Emmanuel. You know, just just. The pride that he has, and and I and I know I've talked to you guys about this. Just watching his intensity and the way he smiles at the point guard when he's when he's picking him up full court, and these guys are are fast and and, and you know and has a little court savvy and they can't get around him. And what that does is it disrupts the offense. You know, normally you get it across half court, you get into your offense, and you know you have about twenty something seconds. You know, you're not rushing it. But when you're taking almost 10 seconds to get across half court, then you're still putting pressure on that point guard to get the offense started. By the time they get into the offense, it's 12, 13 seconds, and they have to rush it. So a lot of those times, it's just creating havoc for you know for the opponent. And and I just see it in the players. You know, when Emmanuel wasn't wasn't here last year, uh, of course Gary wasn't here last year. And those two guys, uh, from a defensive perspective, not only defense but, but rebounding as well, they have brought a d- different mindset to Nebraska basketball when it comes to playing both ends. Um, you know, from a defensive, and and not only that, and more importantly, the the team play the unselfishness. I mean, this team, when you watch them. I haven't seen a team that enjoyed playing with one another as much as this team does. You know, as far as how they complement each other, um, you know, you don't see anybody putting their heads down when they when there's a missed pass. If they do have a missed pass, and, and just watching these guys, you know, the most intense guy on that team is is Kase, you know, Tamanaga, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, you know, and he pumps up the crowd and 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 does a lot of good things when his when his shots going on, but. But it seems like everybody's mean business out there, and it's it's kind of it's fun to watch, and it's something that I think the fans are are getting behind and and enjoy watching. And I and I go back to the Wisconsin game a few years ago, and we beat those guys, and 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 how loud they were, you know, it, it, you know during that game. And uh, but it was exciting, and you know even Trev was pretty fired up. You know, even when I talked to him in half court, he liked he liked what he saw. You know, and I just told him, I said, this time, I said, Coach Poyberg is building a nice culture here. The players is buying in, and they play both ends. They play hard, and he agreed. I mean, these guys, I mean, this team is is just different. They built different, and uh, so I'm looking forward to this conference uh, play and see what happens, man. Because it's you know, Big Ten from top to bottom, it's uh. <laughs> It's not going to be any cakes walks, that's for sure. You want to? Um, uh, is this your opportunity um, to put you on the spot for a minute to apologize to KSA Tamanaga? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm just putting you on the spot. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I've been I've been apologizing all weekend. <laughs> to be honest, you know, and, and what I mean by the, the apology is that, you know, sometimes when the shot's not going, I get kind of frustrated. 
you know, from the defensive standpoint, maybe a, bo- a block out from here, here and there. And but man, I just tell you, this guy has no fear. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was talking to uh, Coach, uh, I was talking to Nate um, the other day, and I was just talking about CJ. CJ needs that first bucket to go in for him to have a good game, and he has mm-hmm. to develop that short memory, like Casey has. <laughs> I mean, you know, when he misses a shot. He doesn't even think twice. That next one's going up mm-hmm. where CJ hesitates. So you know, maybe go to the bucket to get to get fouled. Uh, but back to your comment. <laughs> back to your comment. I just wanted to throw that out. Yes, Tamanaga has uh, has impressed me from an offensive standpoint, and just he brings more to the table than just shooting. You know, and I mentioned this earlier about his, you know, his energy, his, his excitement. Most of the team is about the business, and then he brings a little bit more excitement and, and he fires up the team, especially when that shot's going in. And uh, and uh, but we're going to need more of that. We're going to need CJ stepping up. We're going to need, you know, I love to see Sam shoot the ball a little bit more. Um, you know, I, I like what Gary and and uh, and Emmanuel's doing. I mean, they take the shots when they have it, but they're not forcing the issue. So, I mean, from top to bottom, man, I just this is uh, by far Coach Hoiberg, and I know he has he was very successful at Iowa State, but I think this is probably his best coaching uh, performance since he's been here. You know, and and, and I, as I've said before. And maybe I'm exaggerating when I say they had more talent last year, maybe from an offensive standpoint, but from a defensive standpoint, rebounding and effort, uh, this team is better. Yeah, You know, Jay, I want to ask you about that because obviously I know this was a a game that was in our hands, and, I mean, we could have won. I don't know, you know, the officials, but uh, it goes back to us having opportunities and missing opportunities in that game. And I want to go because obviously if you look at stats, I mean, Sam had made some championship plays, did not shoot it well. Between him and C.J., it was 2 of 20. That's a tough yeah. stat, especially when you're looking for scoring every single night from at least two to three guys. But yeah. how do you have that short memory in a C.J.? Two, probably a two-part question. How do you, as a, as a player, have a short memory with that? Because he was not very good the other night. And what do you see in his shot that is keeping him from being a scorer? Well, from from CJ, what I'm seeing with him is that, you know, players got to realize practice is way different than a game. <laughs> you know, you're playing against superior athletes sometimes. Uh, you know, when you're playing against your own team, you know, know the plays. They may take it off on you, and you're probably having good shooting practices. But when you get in the game, <laughs> a lot of those shots that you were hitting in practice are not given to you in the game. And for a score – you have to get fouled, hit a free throw, get a layup. Um, you just can't depend on that three-point shot. If it's not going, then my game is not right. And a lot of folks and a lot of people, when they're not hitting their shot, the rest of their game goes to pot, <laughs> and, and and which is unfortunate. But that's just the mindset, uh, you know, of a of a college basketball player or a basketball player in general. You know, a lot of times you just depend on that one aspect of the game, and it dictates how you perform. You know, in the rest of the game, and and from a CJ, you know, I would love to talk to him. I mean, and I told Coach uh, Hoyberg and I told uh, uh, Nate, I said, y'all need to tell this kid to forget those misses because you can tell he's hesitating when he doesn't get that shot off. You know, when he doesn't hit that shot, and then it, and then it, then he turns down open shots. Sometimes 
even Tamanaga might turn out. If he hit a miss a couple, he may turn out. But he has a pretty much short memory. Um, so so this it's the mindset and then also the coaches. You know, hopefully Coach Hoyberg is encouraging CJ to still take those shots when he have them. Uh, and I've also told Coach Hoyberg I'd like to see Sam be more aggressive on the offensive end from a from a scoring perspective because he does a phenomenal job running the offense and setting other folks up. But with his size at six seven, you know, it's, I don't see any reason that he can't shoot over that mid range or even shoot the three pointer from time to time. But but I know his focus is running that offense and leading that team. But it'd be nice, and he and his effort is is second to none. You know, along with Emmanuel and Gary, that I just like to see him open up a little bit more offensively and be more of a threat. Because you know, you if I was scouting Nebraska, you know, I would just say, hey. Uh, just stay in front of Sam. He's not going to take too many perimeter shots and make it hard on him to penetrate and make passes. You know, and uh, but but if he becomes a double threat or triple threat, where he's either going to shoot it over you, uh, penetrate, or pull up the mid range, uh, you know, I just like to see more of that. And that's and that's going to be the coaching and also the mindset of the player. Yeah, you're right. He, yeah, Sam, he's a big guy. He can get inside, too, and, and really make some shots inside the paint as well. Uh, T, moving on, uh, one more question I had for you. We play K-State this weekend. Any good K-State memories? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Mitch Richmond. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we played against it was Mitch and Will Scott. Will Scott had those Dumbo ears, you know, that <laughs> you know, seemed like he could just fly. <laughs> You know, when he comes in the gym with just his ears, but man, he had range on that jump shot. But we played K State in the Big A tournament of um, the first round, uh, the two years I was at Nebraska, and uh, and in both games, I don't think we scored more than uh, neither one of us scored more than forty forty four points <laughs> in those games. It was a defensive battle, uh, but I do remember beating K State at home. And Mitch Richmond out now. It's it's a it's a defensive foul now. I remember shooting a baseline jumper, um, and it should have been an and one. And Mitch Richmond came up under me, and I pretty much fell in his lap. <laughs> now he gave me no room to come down, and he pretty much caught me. And he called offensive foul, and that's the only game that I fouled out in my college career. So I do remember that, but we did beat him uh, that game at home. So. But K State was uh, was a phenomenal team. They went to the Elite Eight our senior year, the year Kansas and Oklahoma played in the championship with KU winning it. So it's it, the Big Eight was uh, phenomenal. In the first year, we had a military guy there, Norris Coleman, uh, was uh, uh, former Army, and I was the Air Force, and uh, just, he was a year uh, ahead of me in school, but I was a year ahead of him in age, and because uh, I did a little bit more military time and. Uh, so it was just fun playing against guys like that and, and playing against the best. You know, Mitch Richmond is the Hall of Famer now. And that's such good stuff. Mitch Richmond. That's a name. Will you know who Mitch Richmond is? Yeah, I, th- I think we've talked about him well, a couple times yeah, on the show he was a before. Baller. Didn't you? Oh, sorry, go ahead, T. No, no, no. Actually, Michael Jordan said that he struggled out of all the NBA players that he – that he had tough times scoring against, it was Mitch Richmond because of his strength and size and athletic ability. Mm-hmm. And that's saying a lot because Michael didn't say a lot about people being able to stop him. You know, of course, no. in Detroit, you know, the, the, you oh, know, the hey. Jordan rules were different. But yeah. when it was man-to-man, even though John Starks did look like he was, 
giving he, him some issues. He was. He was still. Yeah, yeah. He was still dropping 40, 50 on him. And, and Josh Starks, you know, of course, was in the Big Eight as well. And, you know, he wasn't as tense as he was in the NBA, of course, at Okie State. But, but what a great athlete, about 6'4", six, 6'5", six, jumps out the gym. And, you know, he does have that highlight dunking on Jordan and, and Pippen. But, uh, but, but uh, MJ always said it was uh, Mitch Richmond that he had issues with. Mm-hmm. Still like six five two twenty or something like that. Oh that yeah, range. oh he was huge, man. Dude, and, him uh, and you know, like, but, it was like him and Joe but, Dumars. Dumars gave Jordan problems too. Yeah, but that was a Jordan ruse. Yeah, uh, Dumars was able to play aggressively on defense because he knew that his his teammates was coming to put the hammer on Jordan, and that's when Jordan decided to start getting in the weight room and getting stronger and to be able to take that physical play and well, physical play, but more dirty play. At yep. the time, in my opinion, um, and you know, and he made adjustments and uh, and overcame that. But Joe Dumars, you know, was tough defensively. Don't get me wrong, but but he had a lot of help. Where Mitch just took it, you know, just took it one on one, and that's what MJ has always said about Mitch Richmond. And uh, and, and you know, when MJ says that, man, it, it calls it carries a lot of weight. Uh, T, before we get you out of here, man, what you saw last Saturday against Purdue compared to what you want to see this Saturday at K-State, what do you want to see different? I want to see the same intensity. Uh, uh, and and from, from, from a defensive standpoint, and also I would love to see uh, Sam get a little bit more aggressive on the offensive end, you know, from a scoring uh, perspective. And But keep doing what they're doing. I, you know, you can't – you don't try to fix something when it's not broken, you know. And it's, and I think CJ, he just got to find a way to get that first bucket in there. And you'll see a difference. Watch if you ever see CJ hit that first shot, no matter what type of shot it is. I don't care if it's a free throw or a layup or what have you. Watch what happens after that. You know, it's you know, you know, you'll you'll see a lot of heat checks, you know, in that game, which we need from it, because we just can't have one threat from the three point line, which is Tamanaga. So we we're gonna have to have more folks and, and more people shooting that perimeter shot, mm-hmm. at least being a threat, at least making K State or any other school play defense. You know, if they just gonna clog the middle from, you know, prevent Walker from, you know, dominating the blocks and, and Sam penetrating the uh, perimeter shots going to become more and more important. So I just love to see these kids, and I know they're practicing it. And uh, so hopefully, you know, we'll see a different outcome. But it's going to be tough, 6'10", 6'10", and I think the three-man is about 6'7", the leading scorer, and the point guard is is pretty solid. So it's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to watching this game. And uh, and I think K-State only has, what, one loss? That's it, 9-1, I believe. Yeah, So and but they're not even ranked. I'm no. surprised they're not ranked. Um, you know, that kind of threw me off. But, yeah, I just like to see that. But I want to see the same intensity, and I think we will. I think these kids are ready, and I just think they they want to prove all the doubters are wrong and all the critics, man. And, uh, and we'll just see what happens, man. Let's take out the Wildcats. That's right. T, always a pleasure, my man. Keep staying safe Absolutely. and uh, put on the stocking cap. I know it's cold out there. <laughs> I sure will, Bill. Hey, y'all, thanks for having me, man, and, and enjoy the rest of your day. All right, man, you too. Stay blessed. Henry T. Buchanan, the Mac, right there. Always a pleasure to have him on the morning hookup. We'll take a, sorry, maybe a little bit longer break, but it'll be worth it. When we come back, Marco D'Angelo, wagertalk.com.